0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strive Golf Podcast. Devin here with me, as always, my guy, Sean. How are you, dude?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Just excited to be here
0: again. Yeah, it was, like I said, it's not as, you know, sweet not seeing you down here like you were last weekend, but, you know, if I can see you over this way, this is, this works too. This is still all right. How's the the cold though? How are you dealing with that? I mean,
1: the we're we're pretty deep into the realms of winter depression. I'm I'm not gonna lie, and it <laughs> it was it, it was one of those where we got a little taste of not miserable weather up here. Like I think we got into the 50s, really? but as Probably I is. look on, as I look out uh, into the forecast, winter seems to be coming back for t- to finish off February. So yeah. our hopes hopes of an early golf season starting, I, I think, are are bleak.
0: So. Yes stupid groundhog. That's where I'm at. stupid groundhog man i blame him yeah. but uh with us again uh, our first uh repeat guest on the pod again is uh mr austin pierce pierce thanks for coming back
2: thanks for having me man uh when you asked me to join join tonight i was really excited so you know yeah. happy to be here just, this is great
0: yeah glad we didn't uh scare you off too bad with with the first one and <laughs> glad you you braced us with your presence you you kind of did a double dip with with me this weekend it was awesome to to have you down uh this weekend and enjoy some golf and some some nice weather you know and, and take take the break how i'm curious though how is the, the the trek back up back up north my wife and i we kind of joke we we call all the people that live up in salt lake we call them wildlings now that live north of the wall and so it's just funny to see the influx of people down here on the weekend so I'm, I'm curious how is the the traffic going back up north
2: yeah you know I'm one of them wildlings as well you know I live out here in the frozen tundra on Eagle Mountain um it was it was okay uh I feel like leaving St. George was was, was pretty good I uh, pretty chill and then we got to like Cedar City and Beaver area and it was there was a lot of people going through there I could tell yeah. And then once we got past that, Fillmore opened up, and then there's a little bit of Jam and Nephi. But overall, it was, nice. it was pretty quick. I, I feel like tomorrow will be uh will be pretty busy because of the yeah. Parade of Homes and everything um, going on down there and the warm uh, warm weather. Yeah, and
0: the holiday definitely. That's a it's a scary combination. We don't know what to do with the influx with the holiday Parade of Homes, good weather. It's uh the little resources get a little scarce that's uh, the
1: that's the equivalent (laughs) it's the equivalent of a natural disaster down in st george for you people like the locals they that's where they hunker down in their bomb shelters and we go just live off of the food storage (laughs) and don't venture out they don't want to have to deal with the northerners that's a it's a strange crowd i'm not gonna lie so
0: it's just, it's just stupid because i was literally that my whole life growing up as until like a year ago so it's like i have no room to talk but it's just living real full time like being you know monday to to thursday it's it's a completely different experience uh especially in the in the spring but anyway it's just awesome to to have you down it's like it's just the best to have uh, the OG boys back and just in playing golf with you guys. It's a, it's a, it's been good the last two weeks. So, kind of like, anyway, it's, and, like and, it's like
1: a visitation thing. Pierce and I just kind of alternate who's yeah. who's on Devon duty that we You gotta, week, yeah. you gotta
0: <laughs> keep me sane, boys. You can't. Oh, man, it's not good for man to be alone. I need help,
2: <laughs> Sean. We just need to we just need a, to start going together. That way we can do the two man stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, we gotta gotta work it out. I was hoping like next weekend was originally the plan, but I think it's even supposed to be cold down in St. George. So yeah,
0: we're, we're going to hit a little cold front. So we're, we're I'm going to hunker down. I don't think you could drag me out to, this, yeah. to the course. To <laughs> I be gonna say It's not going to be conditions. above,
1: it's not going to be above 60. There's no chance. Devin's getting out and playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we full dress. Like I'm going skiing with the beanie at the, the two gloves, everything. But I uh, mean,
1: he, he's at the point now when he comes up here in the summer you're probably still wearing pants and a long sleeve shirt when it's 80 degrees out. That's, that's cold it's, for you, right?
0: It was funny when, when uh, when we did our little uh, venture out to Wasatch, like we always do in the fall and we had Victor with us. So me and Victor were both like, when you look at what we were wearing, you both were in shorts, short sleeve shirt, me and Victor pants, pullover <laughs> funny. like man, we become so soft, but uh, you know,
2: anyway. Oh, it's, uh, oh, you, you got good stuff, man. The, the hot weather, like I came home today and I thought, you know what? I might, I might go for a run. And then I felt the cold wind. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: it's a different lifestyle for sure, but you know, it's pros and cons, but uh, anyway, enough of that. But, you know, I, I think it's uh, I definitely want to recap that. Cause we had a really cool experience Pierce and I with on the, on the golf course, at, you know, BCC national Pierce was able to come down and and break out the the new sticks, which is always an exciting thing for, you know, any golfer can relate to that, what that's like kind of the, you know, the the night before Christmas and just all giddy when, when you came in, dude, we were just talking about it. We we're just so pumped for the next day to get out and, and play, but especially with, with the new clubs, you know, it's been, you know, just 15 years in the making for you to, to get the new set, but we want to talk about that. Cause I think that's something that we can definitely all as golfers can, can relate to of just like that experience and, what it's like, how we approach that, you know, some folks are they're looking for a, a a bargain and hopefully can find a you know a hidden gem in the in the used section on the used rack, um, but others like to get the latest and greatest and that's the route Pierce went. Thankfully, so uh, Pierce, talk to us about that, man. What it was like to to break out the the new sticks and also just the experience kind of leading up to that. You're like I mentioned, kind of a in a particular spot, being you know your clubs were blades from 04, you know just 18 year old technology so i'm just curious what that experience was like and if there was anything particular that you know caught your eye it was like yeah these are these are finally the set and i know sean you just went through something similar so i'm really curious as i'm you know i'm always in the market so so talk to me about it man
2: yeah so i think it goes back to when we were in hawaii um I just remember when when we got our rental clubs, and they're the P790s, and I thought, wow, these are really, really nice. And we started hitting them, and they're really smooth. And so I had that thought in my mind. I was like, you know what? If I were to get new irons, I should probably look into those TaylorMades. And so, yeah, a few weeks ago, I, I went over to Uenna with with Tang. He came with me because, you know, he's he's in the golf as well. So they like, I'll come with you. I was like, all right. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy any clubs. I'm just going to go look. But I did want to find a three-wood, like a, a SIM2. And so I walk into Uenah and I'm looking around at the U section and this, uh, this guy working there approaches me and he's like, Hey man, um, can I help you with anything? And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I have Mizuna MP37s, uh, have had them for the last 12 years and I've loved them. They're, they're blades. And he's like, Oh yeah, those are pretty old. You're probably looking for something new, huh? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You could say that. And so he's like, well, what are you looking for? And I was like, do you have any, taylor made p770s or 790s he's like we have a few sets of the p790s but we have one new set left of the 770s and i thought to myself I'm like no i'll just i'll just buy used and so there's like a 50 dollar difference i think to buy brand new and used so wow. i looked That's into it and was like, at that point <laughs> yeah. yeah he he was like you want to get fitted and so i was like sure so he measured me up and and whatnot and I actually grabbed a couple of my Mizuno irons and brought them in there and just just held them up to compare and and sure enough, I was like, all right, I'm doing it. Um, so I put the order in and instead of getting a SIM two three wood, I got a tailor made stealth three wood. It was literally the same price for a used club. So like, why not go with new, right? Have yourself a day. So it was one of those days. I'm like, what did that's, I just do? That's a great day to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was those, good. Those, those
1: days that. usually coincide with payday for me where
2: the, the check comes in and quickly it's, leaves. It's as out as,
0: as quickly as it came in. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, so I ordered those clubs and then I picked them up a few days later and they were sitting in my closet for a week. And I was like, man, this is driving me crazy seeing these beauties sitting in this closet. So I texted you. I was like, hey, I should come down and, and play. I, I think that it's a good weekend. And you're like, yeah, come down. And I was like, all right. So Jenny and I hopped in the car and came down. And sure enough, we, we busted them out in the course and I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, first few swings were you know decent uh I think I caught the first few a little bit thin but as the day went on it just started feeling so smooth and I just told myself to to make the same swing as you always do with your other irons and just stay smooth and that made the biggest difference was just the tempo and just just not trying anything crazy and man those clubs are amazing yeah I can
0: I can attest to that because that was I mean I was almost nervous for you because I know what it's like to break out a new set like you kind of feel this like obligation of like okay well it's my brand new club spent all this money on it all this time i'm all excited like i better i better stripe it right up right off the rip but that's kind of <laughs> you know some some undue pressure but you handle it like a champ and just you know our our third hole man just never forget that we're like we're so we're playing uh it was number 12 we started on 10 sean is number 12 you know that dog leg right pretty tough hole wind was like slightly off the the right and I think Pierce has been hanging out with me too much because off off the tee he did a little 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 toeey hook, little Debbie hook. So he had like 220 out to the pin. It's back right behind that bunker. 220 wind off the right, dude. He just stripes this fore iron. Looks so freaking pure. Just doesn't leave the pin. Hits it pin high, you know, and just makes like the most just a run of the mill par from 220 out, but. I mean it was just like we're just both in awe like you know, these things are so so pure they sounded incredible and it just like was just buttery but so that was that was sick but I, I was curious Pierce like for you when you were getting fit and like going through that was there any like like was it just like the feel was it the look was it the numbers that you were seeing like on you know on the on the track man or was it just like a combo of that or like what was like the big like yeah I think these are these are the ones
2: yeah I've I've just always heard good things about Taylor made P770s and the 790s so I was after those specifically and I just loved the way they looked first of all and I was like I I gotta hit a few of these and so he's like yeah I hit a couple and I like the way they feel I mean it caught a few of them fat but I feel like overall they were they were really smooth I was like all right it was it was no it was a no-brainer for me I feel like once I had the feel of it and the look yeah i'm doing these it was it, it was it was quick and painless
0: <laughs> quite the quite the improvement that face man the the, the the worn out face on your mizunos of like right in the center is just just blew my mind every time i couldn't have that same so, wear pattern but yours were just you know it's quite the quite the difference but those
2: i wanted to touch on one more thing yeah. uh, on number on number 12 hitting that four iron from 220 i I thought to myself, I'm going to lay up. I'm going to go a little bit left and just maybe have a chip on for a par or even maybe like a putt up the fringe. And right as I hit that thing, it was in the air and it was going right over the bunker. I'm like, Oh no, that's probably short. Let's try to ride the bunker. and yeah, sure you're enough, like,
0: That's short. I remember you said that that's short. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I see it bounce over the bunker and it was just like, Whoa, no way. I couldn't believe it. I'm just, I'm a big believer and I have a testimony of, of those, of those new irons and new technology. So, Thank you saying, both. Like, yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> imagine if you were to hit that a foreign of, of the of the Mizunos, man. It's like n- no chance is that carrying that. Like, it's just let's just be honest. Like so it's uh yeah, it's that's good. Sean, I know you just you just kind of did something similar and you were able to to bust them out last weekend on you know, what a birthday weekend, what a blessing. Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah, talk to us about your experience. I'm curious.
1: Yeah, so I think too, just to highlight on a couple of things that Pierce brought up that sort of trends in the golf industry too where it mentioned how they didn't have a whole lot of stock in store and then also just how used clubs were uh, almost as expensive as new clubs and so I think just want to hit on that just in the golf world too where it's like golf has become super popular just ever since sort of the pandemic kicked off just Mm because it was something that you could do kind of without restrictions for the most part right it was outside so um, a lot more people sort of got into it and then with that the kind of uptick and equipment demand yeah and then coupled with kind of a lot of the other global issues yeah. going on right like all of a sudden it's it's hard to get golf equipment in uh, at stores and so you're seeing that right where it's like it's hard to go in and find stuff on the shelf and then yeah. these stores are obviously like charging super high prices even for used clubs too so it's kind of a a crazy time to to be in the market for clubs um i got like i was yeah pretty lucky with um mine so i i i would consider myself a i don't know a ping loyalist yeah so this would be my that's a thing my my third set in a row of ping iron so it started started eight or nine years ago because I remember I remember there was a kid on my high school golf team he had like this six set of ping irons that I always thought were so cool and so um, I remember when I got home from my mission it was one of those things where my parents were like okay when you get back that'll be kind of your birthday present right for for being gone for the couple of years we'll go get you a set of irons." so um, basically the whole mission I had that to look forward to. I'm like, okay, what, what irons am I going to get? I was super pumped about that. And I, I kept thinking back on on these ping irons that this kid had in high school. And so I remember getting home and, um, kind of looking up those irons and seeing that ping had released basically a new model of those same irons. So I remember going to Uinta and swinging those and thinking, oh yeah, these are sweet. These are the ones I want. And so got those without really getting fitted or anything and then I mean absolutely loved those clubs and then being released had another set of clubs that came out a couple years after that that I thought oh those look really sweet so just went ahead and bought those off the shelf and I like those a lot too um just I say they pretty similar um for the most part I'm like yeah I one of those where it's like i didn't want to like why keep looking right if you were happy yeah. with with what you got so i think that's kind of one reason i've stuck with ping and then this most recent set was probably the the set i was most excited about because it's basically took it took my last two sets that i've had and kind of combined them mm-hmm. so it's more it's got more of like the forged feel of the first set of irons i have but then it's got more of the, and it also has more of like the blade look of this, the last pair of irons I had. Cause the last pair of irons I had, they looked like blades, but they were super forgiving and they were more distance irons than anything. But these new irons that came out that Ping did, that's it's definitely more of a player blade looking like iron um, with some forgiveness in it. So I was super pumped when Ping announced them. So they, I remember they started showing up on tour probably last april or so mm-hmm. so i like every week or two i was trying to like scroll through ping equipment news releases trying to fill figure out when they're gonna finally get released to the public went through all summer hadn't heard anything got into the fall still nothing then finally i think it was in october or something they put out ping finally put out like releasing ping i-59 irons or whatever so i was like oh finally so as soon as they announced the release date i called up a fitter and got scheduled and just say hey i want to get fitted for these ping irons Um, and my thought process was because i mean even back then it was still like six months ago it was still hard to find Mm -hmm. clubs in the store and whatnot so my idea was like okay if i go through a fitter maybe i'll have a better chance of able to get them kind of in a timely matter um and so yeah i ended up going through a fitter more more just to get access to the club i think being able to actually swing them kind of before i bought them yeah and maybe the fitting was was a second reasoning behind it but yeah so this was really the first time i'd gone through a fitting um and it was yeah I mean it was pretty interesting honestly so i the way it worked is he had me, he had me hit a bunch of swings with my clubs just to kind of establish sort of a range of, of numbers of, of, a lot of different metrics they look at. Mm-hmm. And um, that, what that ended up bringing out is the guys like, honestly, like you're hitting these really good. Like these numbers are, are, are good. I mean, is there any real reason you want new clubs? And honestly, I'm just like, I just want new clubs. Right. Cause so it's an every couple of year thing, right. You start to get that itch. Um, and so what we ended up doing is he's like, okay, well, if you, if you're hitting the ones you have now, pretty good. I would recommend just getting, getting the same shaft that you have in your existing irons and let's just build it on to these new heads. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and so like, I, I love that because like I, the feel is pretty similar. Like it, that's one thing when you get new clubs I think that's really like the biggest difference is you fill it in in the shafts Mm -hmm. um so to have that familiarity I think was really good um I mean admittedly though I paid more for this set of clubs with that kind of custom shaft build out than I've ever paid for a set of clubs and I'll probably be paying them for several years honestly (laughs) um but we won't worry about that that as much um take that offline. Yeah, it was it was cool to to go through and um, that process and, and really like actually build a set of clubs. Honestly, my thought was, honestly, not playing as much golf realistically over the next couple of years. Like I could invest a little more in clubs, just knowing that I'll probably go a little longer until I get a new set. So I figured I could splurge a little and actually build out a set and know that it's sort of been tested up against. Um, on a simulator and numbers played out so I can feel pretty confident that I've got the right setup for my swing. Um, cause I, I feel, I feel like my swing would hold up with a lot of clubs for the most part. Um, but it's just kind of nice to have that, that reassurance knowing that, okay, I mean, if I, if I make a, a good swing, then the iron's going to respond how I re- expect it to. Mm. And I've yeah, only only played with them once, um, but I, I was pretty pleased with them. And
0: so, so far, am excited.
1: So yeah, I'm excited to to see what this summer holds. And I, I mean, I think. Having been a little skeptical of the whole fitting process, kind of going into things, I've always thought, like, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's worth the extra money you pay but having gone through the fitting experience, I would say it's worth it just to, I think it gives you, I think it just gives you more options per se. Cause like, I think it gave me more access to a bunch of different shafts to try out swinging. They can just build, they can build you a lot more clubs to try out. I think if, as opposed to just kind of going to a Uinta or even a superstore, like, they've got some combinations, but the guys aren't really club experts to the extent of of like a fitter right where they have to actually go through some extra training
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and behind like club building and all that so I, I think that was good just to get a better feel of like everything that's out there so i think personally i would go i think i would go through it again just to get sort of the full range of possibilities if that makes sense
0: yeah, it's, uh, that's really interesting. And I love, cause I know you both really well and it's funny to see your, different, your different approach in purchasing the clubs, <laughs> like shocker, the accountant starts off right off the rip with the, the supply, the demand that the financials of <laughs> of breaking it down, which is no, it's, it's fantastic. I'm honestly envious of that. And then we have, you know, uh, uh, uh fellow sales guy up here that's just like i'm just here for what looks and feels good <laughs> and no, man. Dude, i love it like and i can honestly say like for good or for worse i i think i i default a little bit closer and just like the way our games are like more of like i'm just a feel guy like like Pierce is. and so it's just kind of like whatever feels and looks good and i'm kind of like with you sean in that i try to be like a I'm kind of like a brand loyalist, like with a lot of things like outside of golf with just clothing and just all of this stuff. Like I kind of am a sucker for that. I'm not going to lie. So it's like, I kind of have like this weird titleist bias where like, I really want all my stuff to be that way, but I, I want to be open to, to know, and to have, you know, you know, that experiment I went through with my wedges of like, I wanted to try the Callaways, the TaylorMades, the Vokies, the Clevelands. And I think I've fallen on Cleveland, but, uh, I, so I'm open to it. And with, that's thanks to you, even though I was a biased, you know, Voki guy, but I just personally think those, uh, the, the Clevelands are better. They just feel better, but it's just interesting to, to, to hear that approach and just how different, cause it's like with most things like golf is just so personal. Like, yes, there are this, the foundational mechanics, but how you go about that is so different. And so I would just, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's truly got me, you know, itching and curious like <laughs> probably have new clubs in the back here soon I, would if I know myself but uh it's just it it's interesting and I just like I can appreciate that for, like on both on both sides and like the both of your um your guys's approach at that and just what that experience was and I also just feel like I don't know if it's because I, if I were to be completely honest and frank like, I I know some of the folks that work at, you know, that are certified club fitters that work at these like super intense, uh, I don't know. Where did you go, Sean? Was it, was it a golf tech or impact?
1: No, no. I went to a place called club champion.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like Speeds in those commercials, right? Like, yeah. And they, they had, they'd
1: done a bunch of work on my putter for me a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I found them originally. So i was like, I'll go back to them,
0: which is makes total sense. Like I, I just know, like, (laughs) A few dudes that I know, and Pierce, I think you know who I'm talking about. Like, I wouldn't personally take any golf advice from this guy, like for multiple reasons. But so I was always just like, you know, those are like, I'll shy away from that. Like, no, thanks. Like I said, I'm already a field player. So if it looks good and it's a good brand, like I'll figure it out and I can all figure out how to hit them. But I do think there is some value in establishing like a base and just knowing, getting kind of that initial like question mark answered of. Yes, like Pierce, you're taller, you needed a half inch extended and I think like 1 degree upright. And mm-hmm. when I went and did when I was going to get my um titleist just through our our titleist rep up at South Mountain, um it was he just like, "Yeah, meet me at River Oaks. We do this uh, you know, Thursday titleist day." And I I hit like eight balls and he was I don't know if it's just he knew he wasn't going to get his markup commissioned on him or what, but he was very nonchalant. He's like, yeah, you know, you got a good swing. You have a lot of turf interaction, but your standard everything. Here's your specs piece. And I was like, cool. Like that was perfect for me. Like I was glad he didn't kind of like try to break down my swing and like, you know, oh, well, you, you're really steep and you hit these cuts. Like it was just, it was an enjoyable experience for me. It was like just what I needed. Um, so I think everyone is just so different in in that mm-hmm. approach, but can appreciate there, that.
2: Yeah. There was this, uh, the guy who helped me at Ueno was really nice and he was an older gentleman and uh he was just really respectable and he knows my dad pretty well and so i had no idea but i went in there and we started talking and then it was just really quick and easy but when when it comes to things like this i'm not a very uh i'm not like a very good planner i, I anything in life i do i don't really plan very well not right, i just i just go for things and and sometimes it bites me in the butt sometimes it works out for the greater good and so I'm hoping with these irons, this is going to work out for the greater oh, good. I it's him paid him off after me.
0: that round on Saturday. It's already <laughs> worth it, man. I, I saw the whole thing. It was great. but it, oh, And man. that's funny to even like, and also speak of your dad, just the, the freaking <laughs> that dude has tried out every club that's been out since 96 and that guy, <laughs> like, I mean, and there's those type of players that, you know, he really capitalized on that 90 day guarantee and trades them in and, gets a fit but if you ever have any questions about you know what clubs and what irons are the best that dude is a good one to ask because he'd hit them all so but there's like i could never do that like because i feel like that's like when i really start to get like used to them is you know a month or two after um that's when i really get uh, comfortable with them but Mm -hmm. for guys like him man, he's just the latest and greatest and and it works and he's a stick so especially for his age man so it is just so personalized. Right. But anyway, I, and I was also curious, like, did you guys ever have to feel, this is something that I, I honestly don't like, cause we just had Victor. I was just with him. He, of course, n- no surprise to anyone cracked another face on his driver. After only having this M5 for a year, I watched him both. He's cracked two in the, in the last year. It's just unreal how hard he hits the ball. So we go to Vegas and we go to the PJ superstore and you're right. Sean. Like this guy, like, I mean, he, like he obviously knew more about the stuff than I did, than that uh, Victor did, but I think overall it was and they didn't really have all, all of the specs and all this stuff, but it just seemed like you know, hitting it off the simulator. I I'm also a little skeptical on numbers there. I think they prop them up a little bit to make them look a lot better than they actually are, but that's that's I digress. he, he it was interesting to like feel the need to almost like justify my like Victor swing and like how good of a player he was. Cause on the simulator, he was just hitting these like big hooks and it was saying it was like 40 yards off mark. And it was like, that's not, that's just not really Victor. Like that's not him. Like, you don't know how good of a player he actually is. So I was just curious, like, did you all feel that at all? Like this weird obligation to be like, trust me, I know what I'm doing, but like, I, I want your insight. Did you not want their insight? Like on swing stuff? Like, what was that like for, for you, especially you sean kind of getting into like a very formal fitting like at a place like that like i'm i'm curious did you feel that all feel that way at all
1: um i mean i was i was worried about that going into thing into it because i mean this will sound really douchey but <laughs> going into like a lot of these places my thought just at, at the rip is i'm a better player than the, You're, the ron,
0: whoever's helping me It's the ron swanson when he walks into home depot he just can i help you yeah. i know more than you like that is the <laughs> most perfect thing like i'm a better player than you guy just settle down
1: <laughs> so i like admittedly and i it's it's probably not fair i'm overselling myself big time but um so one that's like having that and so i going into it i sort of have the expectation where i'm gonna tune out a lot of that just i know i'm going to tune it out um what I really want the guy to help me with is I just want you to build the clubs for me. Just, just let me hit it. I'll read the simulator and interpret the numbers that I'm more most concerned about. Yeah. I don't care about a lot. Like he was pointing out some of these numbers and he was, I had never heard of any of them and I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to help me make part. Like there's a couple of things I was specifically looking at. And if you would talk about anything else, I, I wasn't, super interested and yeah. it sounds like i really liked the guy he was he was super helpful and he sure. i didn't feel like he was very salesy and he, i mean he even waived the fitting fee for me which i thought was which was super nice cool. of him but yeah i mean going into it i was worried about that but i just know ahead of time i'm, I'm gonna kind of tune things out and then luckily I, i'm not gonna lie the, the first five i hit it was just one line just dead straight just Strike. I couldn't have hit him couldn't have hit Arena. him any better so the guy I was like Ooh. oh maybe he can play so I, yeah. I luckily I didn't have to deal with that just because for whatever yeah. reason I, I happened to hit the first five really good yeah and that sort funny. of set that precedent so
0: no surprise no surprise there but Pierce was how was it for for you like did you feel any sense of like obligation or does that even bother you that do you just tune that out like what was it like for you
2: yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really feel that too much. I thought it hit like two or three and I had my mind made up. They didn't really question me. Like when I went in there, I asked for the P770s and they're like, well, we don't have any used ones We only had one new set and there's not going to be another new set for three months in here. So here's these, He's like I can tape this and you can hit it. I'm like, sure. It was a seven iron. So I hit like two or three and I think I, I, think I caught one like fat and then hooked the other one and whatnot. So it was really annoying. But overall it worked out great.
0: Yeah, obviously. And it, and like I said, like we got fundamentally sound enough swings that I just, I personally just have the opinion. It's just whatever you think looks and feels the best. Like that's, that's the biggest thing that I'm kind of, you know, that I think so. Like I would say too, my, uh, like this
1: whole idea of wanting to go get fitted for my next clubs, it, it really started pre like right before. I heard about these new pings coming out because my thought was is I wanted to build a mixed set of irons. So I was leaning toward the tailor-made because the tailor-made line of irons they have, they offer kind of a blade ranging into a cavity back kind of iron. So, right. and they designed it in a way that you can mix and match it in the lies and loss all work out so you can have a kind of a seamless one bag of, of different irons. so the idea was have more of a blade for the shorter irons and then as you get into the fives and four iron get more of the, the yeah so that was that was the original thought for me and that was why okay i want to go to a fitter because that's going to be a lot easier to custom order mm. was the
0: idea yeah um,
1: but then these ping irons came out and I mean, I thought I was still going to try to do something similar where these new irons are more of a a blade like irons. I thought, oh, maybe I can do a blade leading into more forgiving long irons. Um, But then it was funny because then when I went to go get fitted, I ended up, he had me hit six irons for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing like, oh, I can hit this six iron blade, like it's not going to be an issue. So kind of the mix set kind of got thrown out the window. Um, but yeah I think that was that was really what created that the idea of getting fitted for me was wanting to potentially do more of, of a custom order that I think a place like where I went was just going to be more accommodating than trying to do it at, at like a UNA or a superstore because then at that point I, I think you're dealing with well we can't I mean we could order like two clubs and then these other three and then who knows when it all gets there right but yeah um, these fitting places are Pretty down in at the manufacturers.
0: So yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. That is a good point. And I think that's kind of a newer concept, at least for me. But I i do think that's like real cool. Cause I I thought the same thing. Like I looked at, you know, I know they have like sets where you can do a combo of, you know, the pitching wedge through nine iron is, you know, like the tailor-made MB, which is like more of a blade, and then could feed into like an MC or to like a seven seventy or seven ninety. So it is a good, it is a really good idea. I think generally that fits well for for most players, as that's kind of where the forgiveness is needed in those in those longer irons. But yeah, and I, no, and I would
1: say too, <laughs> I would say that I would only be interested in getting fitted for irons, um, mm-hmm. just because I mean I don't I don't need to do that for wedges. Wedges to me is just right. how does it look. And if it looks okay. good, I'll make it work. Yeah. And drivers, I cannot stand trying to hit into a simulator using that rubber T and stuff. So no my driver fitting is whatever driver you buy, Devin. I usually just I'll copy the specs, <laughs> and
2: it's it's, it's worked set. out.
1: It's worked out pretty well. So having yeah. you switch to the extra stiff shaft in your driver now, I, I think I'll go ahead and do that with my next driver as well. Why not? I don't need to go get tested. To- yeah. yeah, I figure, just yeah. give me the lowest spinning shaft in that yeah. model, and I'll yeah. try an extra stiff, and yeah. we'll go from there.
2: Yeah, I I wanted to touch on that too. I um, whenever I go in the simulators, I feel like whenever I have like a driver or really anything, it says there's like a you have like an 84 yard slice. It's like really, <laughs> it's like the lines here and it's just like slices all over here. I mean, yeah, sometimes I slice the ball, but I don't think it's that dramatic. Yeah,
0: I just. <laughs> and I always feel like I'm going to catch something like on my back swing, like, especially you Pierce, you're taller. You, you really extend you like get your power. Like I would be tripping, like feel like I'm going to hit the roof or hit the sidewall or, and they don't make it those stupid rubber tees. I mean, they don't make them long enough for, for my type, for my you would need You
1: would need to tape so, two of them together to even <laughs> scare up a good height for you.
0: Talk about a makeshift Iron Man. I need to makeshift <laughs> this tee right here. So yeah, I just, I'm, personally i'm just more of like whatever looks good feels good just get it and and, and you'll figure it out and and you know again Paris is a very good example of that just like dude this looks good i've got my mind made up i'm gonna buy them cop them and take them out and and shoot under par real quick so oh, gosh. anyway I I, <laughs> I I i like that but I just it's definitely top of my mind you know selfishly because yeah i do i i got the yeah the 718s the ap2s so are a little seasoned and I've I've played a little bit of golf since since getting them. So might uh might warrant the the new set. So
1: I think anyway. like to kind of put a bow on things too. I think if anybody was looking at buying clubs, irons especially, I'd say regardless of your skill set or regardless of how you go about making club purchases, because there are people that I know I come across as like super extreme by the numbers, wanted to see it on the computer, but uh, I feel like there's people that are way, way more on that side of the spectrum. Like they live and die by the computer simulator stuff, right? Nope. And I would say like, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I would say it's worthwhile to at least get swings up, whether it's on a simulator or even just on a demo days or whatever. At the end of the day, I think you just, you got to take swings and hit actual shots with potential clubs that you're buying. Um, cause a lot of them are going to feel pretty similar. So I think really like, what I would recommend is like, go to a, a golf equipment store, pick out two to three that you, you like the look, you like the way it looks in a golf bag, say, Hey, I want to hit those. And you should know after a couple of swings, like yeah. which of those tend to feel better.
0: For I. Sure. Think. I- I totally agree. And if I could like, like my advice would be to, yeah, if you can find a demo days like that, that I feel like personally is is the best just because you get real turf interaction. You get to actually see the flight of the ball. Like there's just something about that that I feel like is really beneficial rather than a simulator. though. That's a, a great option, especially for you wildlings up there. Sometimes you don't have that option, but I would say if you can, you know, a demo days is, is, is really, really key. And being able to have, you know, hit real, real balls in on the range to see that I feel like is, is big. Cause that's kind of, that's what I had too. So uh, but I, but yeah, I, mean, I think so different, right? I think
1: too, is like, if it seems probably overwhelming, cause there are a ton of clubs on oh. the market, right? There's dozens of brands and they each have, I don't know, five or six different models of irons. Right. Yeah. But that's why I think you go off looks first. Cause there's probably some brand. characteristic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brand or looks. Cause there's obviously some kind of characteristic that you like. Mm-hmm. And once you identify that characteristic, really, it brings it down to there's probably only a handful that you're interested in just to look at. And so I, yeah. I think that makes your decision easier.
0: And yeah. at
1: that point it's just get a couple swings up and then probably you just got to sort of stomach, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever price you're comfortable to pay mixed yeah. with how well it feels and, I, it's just not something I would ever think too hard about. Right. Like the yeah. end of the day, I, I want my irons to look cool in the bag and, and feel, feel good, good when player. I'm standing over the ball.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And again, I think you guys are both good examples of that. And, uh, and kind of speaking of that, that's just something like an idea that I'd love to do for a future episode. Cause I get a lot of, of questions just like over time, whether if it's from someone who lives in my neighborhood or someone at work or like, Hey, I'm getting my, son of my daughter into it like and i get a lot of texts of like what should i do should i go to the superstore or should i go to walmart and buy a wilson complete set bag should i go try and find some used clubs and there are just so many options out there especially just like with how I mean, there's no secret that golf is is pretty expensive and it can i mean just the price of the new drivers now it's just it's wild but that that's the starting price point and in addition to yeah the new like the new callaway there's like freaking four or five different types of, of, of Callaway new drivers. Like what, like, this is, there's just so much there. So I think it's like an idea that I would love to do is building, like building a bag on a budget and like, we'll kind of do some, some homework and come back with say like $700, which it sounds like a lot, but again, that's close to the price point of, of just one new driver now. So it's like, if you can designate $700 to a full bag, Like we'll, we'll do some like investigating through like eBay, Facebook, you know, the marketplace, golf club, club, um, trader pages, things like that, and come back and present our, how we would build the bag on that budget. Uh, and I think that can give, even if it's just like an iron set or maybe like a three wood or a putter or, you know, any type of like older driver, um, just ways that, that we can build that out. Cause I think that's really insightful and can be really helpful for especially people who just you know, not wanting to, you know, spend a, a whole paycheck on a, on, you know, one club, for example. So I guess we will do in the future here. And I'd love to have, you know, you, you know, to have you both participate and just kind of come back and report on, you know, what, what, what you found and like real clubs that are first sell that you could buy and just kind of present that. I think that's a, a fun exercise and, and could be helpful to, to the, the beloved listeners if, if they're still out there. So could I, could I
1: cheat and just use like any one of like my three backup sets or whatever
0: hey if you're willing to sell it if we get someone to reach out and it's like hey i like sean's idea of that wedge set i want to buy them for you know 50 bucks a pop or whatever you know hey if you can if you're willing to sell it
1: i have to have to offer the disclaimer that some of them
0: have been tossed a, a few too many times so and they've been, uh, I was going to guess what the, the, the over or under is on how many balls you've uh, you've cracked being hit, slapping those balls in the garage. My bet was, I always bet the over. So it's got to be over two in the last, say, year. It's got to be over two.
1: Oh, in the last year?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I, I bet I've cracked 25 golf balls.
0: Wow. Hey, always bet the over. See, that just like, uh... like growing up, I remember like the, or, you remember like on your hoop and my hoop, like the 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 nets that we would have and like it was like such a flex to like rip up your your basketball net so you'd have to get the chain you know the chain net so you couldn't rip it up that's like such a flex right that's like sean he's (laughs) that way with with gloves and balls dude he just rips gloves for days and cracks balls because he just he hits them so pure you know so good yeah and it's you know 20 degrees that it might firm those balls up just a little bit but I just find I have, it I have
1: this, this winter I've learned, I bring them inside every day. I think it's, I think it's helped. I've cracked,
0: that, yes. I've
1: cracked much fewer this, this winter <laughs> than in
0: previous. It's incredible. Winters, so. Proud of you. Proud with your sandpapered hands. I uh-huh. I go, the only way I wear out gloves is just going through the Velcro. I don't know. Sean stands, you know, he gets two rounds in and he rips them. Pierce, are you like that? Or do you, or do your gloves last like a good amount of time?
2: Well, first and foremost, I lose a lot of my gloves, I think, and then they end up being in my bag. So I'll have like ten and then I'll use one each time. I'm like, just pay attention where you putting this stuff, dude. <laughs> you, gotta new, you gotta get a new bag. Shout but out Jones. Oh uh, no, dude, I need to get one. But sometimes when I do have like a glove that I do use for a while that I'm consistent with, I feel like it gets crispy and like I continue to use it and it's like, why am I doing this? And then it'll just rip like like right there, super yeah. hard, like front right grip.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I just what it is. I just, I can honestly, I think I've only ripped like two gloves ever, and it was because they got soaked, and and then I, I ripped them that way. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I would, it just baffles interesting. me. Interesting, Sean. Just, I would say I have an absolute max of
1: because about it's probably a round or two and then a range session. So every round or two, there's a range se- session mixed in. I would say I'm maxing at about 10 rounds of golf before I torn through a guy. And I even, I'll play around a round of golf or two with that tear. Like the tear I sent you a picture of last night. Like I still swung for a couple more days. So I,
2: Blow I don't know.
1: My mind. I I don't know. That's, I think it's a sign that I'm doing something wrong
0: Oh no, potentially, no, but I just-
1: yeah it, right. it's so funny the velcro still pure the rest oh. of the glove it still looks brand new so i i've right. just got a recurring monthly order on costco golf gloves really so i <laughs> yeah, just six. a fresh fresh box every month just to just is, keep them
0: coming put it on the shopping list Dude, that's yeah. amazing I, I was curious i'm gonna keep track so i bought a new glove a new Titleist glove at turtle bay it has like a little little uh turtle bay like ball mark on it. it's pretty sweet yeah that one right there so, i have that same one and i'm gonna keep that and i'm gonna see i and i've already played i don't know i've played a lot since i've been back from hawaii and so i'm, I'm gonna i'll let you know when i switch it out but uh, it's it's had quite the time. i bet
1: when we played when i came down there and played that was my first round of golf with that glove and so the next time I play, we'll probably be with you down there as well. And we'll see, we'll see if I make it through round two with that glove.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Amazing. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate the insight and it's got me jittery, man. I want to, I want to pull the trigger on some new sticks, but uh I, again, I just think it's always top of mind and us, you know, golfers have this uh reoccurring need to, to look at new clubs, but. um I think it's a good, it's a Pierce, you have a thought do you have a thought there
2: yeah i just have a question sorry um i wanted to ask you guys like say for instance you use like a brand new golf ball and you it lasts you for the full 18 holes how much longer do you keep using that ball Till well, it finds its way into the water yeah.
1: <laughs> which is usually not very long after so i i don't have to worry too much about this <laughs> i
0: know it's funny like i think like playing at Bloomington, there's a couple of holes that water is definitely in play, like a couple of the par fives that is, is definitely in play. But uh, so, I, I mean, I am kind of weird with that too. Like when I see like a pretty big scuff on it, especially if I can see it when I'm putting, like, cause I use the line, if I can see anything else besides the line, I, I, I won't play with it. So I, I, I don't know. It has been different because playing at Southie, it was like dude if if it's a decent ball i'm playing it because i'm gonna if lose it's it here still round, <laughs>
1: if it's still round, i'll, I'll tee that puppy up and, exactly and it so there. it's just
0: it's just buddy being like playing it of course that's not as you know you know scarce with with balls like south mountain like i i have become like a little bit more picky with them are you having um, have you had to buy golf balls since you've gone down there so my shout out to my wife. She bought me some. She's bought me two. She hear she she heard me kind of talking about the TP fives, and I was kind of on a TP five X high. So she bought me some of those. I can't remember what it was for. Um, so I still have some of those. And then she bought me the triple track, uh, titleist balls because I really like those. I when she first bought them, she did it by mistake. I think it's for Easter. She bought them for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was looking. I was like I was like oh these are great. You know they have the the lines on them. And I think she. <laughs> don't have a great poker face i guess she's like oh no what did i do I'm like well these have three lines on them, but i'll play them anyway. i'll try them out and that ended up being like the, the ball of the, the summer and i've played it all summer and, and i really like those so but other than that like yeah I, I have an outside of outside of those but there's just nothing like teeing up a brand new a brand new ball i was game. just
1: just curious because you obviously you don't find golf balls really at bloomington yeah
0: no not not really but that's the the, the nice thing is you don't lose you them lose too them. often yeah. but yeah anyway but no Pierce, nice. you just have a you have excess balls picking the range and i mean i was just so envious i look at the back of your trunk you just have just balls for days like and they were decent balls like you could you could start at a side hustle and start to cycle to those off to to folks but so yeah. i'm sure you're probably just like yeah you know just grab any ball and tee it up and swing it
2: yeah, for the most part, I, I don't think my back can handle picking that range anymore. I'm getting old. Oh,
0: well, that's uh that's we'll save that and, cause that's that could be a whole nother episode. Just some southeast stories. Oh boy. Just, just settle in. Where do well, we start? I, <laughs> oh gosh. Well uh we'll get canceled if we, we go too into detail. But uh <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Uh good stuff and and appreciate the the insight. Uh, so let's, let's talk and kind of move on to the, the Genesis. Like what a sick tournament, but it's kind of funny coming off the high of like the, you know, the wasted management, man. Like what a, like having a playoff, having that atmosphere. And then you come to, you know, Riviera, and it's just such a different vibe, but it doesn't like take away from how cool and how good that golf course is. Like it just is so sick. So Sean, take us there, man.
1: Yeah. So I mean, top to bottom, I think Riviera from a course standpoint is probably one of the stronger stops on, on tour for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd put it up there with the majors, honestly, every year, just with how much fun I have watching this tournament. Um, mm-hmm. So a little bit interesting this year where um, the leader or the winner, uh, Joaquin Newman, and he, he played so well. He just, uh, he coast to coast. Ran, ran and hide, hit pretty much. So it wasn't, it never really was in doubt. I guess more Cal made a little bit of a charge this afternoon, but for the most part, the, the outcome was never really in doubt. So it put a little bit of a damper on the tournament. I thought, cause you always like to, to see close tournaments, but same time, it gave me a chance to really hone in and, and watch some holes. Uh, I think I saw some more coverage of the front nine this year than I, I have in previous years. And the, there's just a lot of good holes on that course. They, they range from longer fours that, that play tough, but there's still plenty of short fours that have a bunch of trouble as well. And it's just really the classic golf course. Pretty tree-lined, a lot of movement in the fairways. The greens are small with a lot of undulation. And uh, it was pretty fun this year where they, it, the turn, it got noticeably harder as the tournament advanced right so Thursday and Friday you saw some pretty low scores conditions were soft and they were maybe a little friendlier with some of the pins but by today they had firm that course up the wind picked up and they put pins in some tough spots today and you could really see how tough Riviera was I always kind of gauge it just on how how many greens guys are missing from the fairway right because how many times do you see a guy hit a shot today from the fairway like oh that's right at the pin but he landed it right next to the pin takes a a huge bounce off that firm green and a lot of these riviera greens are are teardrop shape right so everything runs runs away Um, but there's a lot of fun on that course I mean shout out Joaquin what a what a display of golf he He's always a good ball striker. His putting's always been his weak spot, but this week he was top 10 in putting, married with an absolute just ball striking clinic, and yeah. just no one could catch him. Like, there was... It's it's pretty impressive in a professional golf tournament to see the separation that you saw this weekend.
0: Yeah, from a 23-year-old, like... And just, like, his... I just... I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw his swing, I was kind of like, when he first came out on tour, I'm like, eh, it's, was, it was bendy like that. That dude is flexible. Like he just shallow[s] it out, puts it in that slot, and just, and he just really dips down and 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 gets it. And it's, it's quite the the sight. And I feel like that's becoming like this like the new trend in golf of like a golf swing of, gotta shallow out the club, gotta shallow the club. At least that's just feel like what I'm kind of hearing. And his is like the, pitcher perfect shallowing out the club getting into that slot really holding it off and he just the dude is not a big guy but he just absolutely hammers it and it's and it's it's fun to watch so yeah i was super impressed with with that and it really was you know coast to coast it did kind of i was kind of hoping in the back that that they would kind of not that he would stumble but he made like two bogeys and i was like oh maybe like just maybe but then yeah there really wasn't a point where it felt too too close But that course, like for me, it always just reminds me of (laughs) players playing playing Tiger Woods on the Xbox at your house, man. Riviera, like that first tee shot is so sick, like elevated, just rip it off. And then like number six with the, you know, the famous bunker right in the middle of the green. Like, I just remember we always would play that. We'd always play that course. And per usual, it would, I just, I suck at that game. I don't understand why (laughs) it sucks about that game. But whenever I think of like PGA, the Tiger Woods game, it was it was at, at Riviera, but it is, it just, it does show like so good on TV. Love the like 10 is such a cool hole. So interesting. Like that whole, that stretch from like 13 on is just like, it really captures your, your, uh, your attention. And just it's, it's a good, good finish with like the 16, that par three with all those ghost trees. Again, I don't know if they're really called ghost trees. I don't really know, but they're, uh, they're spooky. And it's like, I always think of the same, the stupid tree on, uh, at Mountain View, dude, number 10, right to the left side, because like 50% of the time I'm stymied right behind that stupid thing, I like definitely. 200 yards out, got to hit that big sling and hook or a big cut around it. So I'm just like this freaking ghost tree, man. It's uh it's spooky back there, but uh, I I do love it. It's a cool finish, and it was cool to have like 17, to cool par five, and then 18. It was cool to have all the the fans back and just completely fill that that natural amphitheater right behind the green. Um, certainly not really have that that last year. And you know, paying homage to my my boy Max Homa with my, I guess you can call this a mustache, but you know what a what a win last year. I'm still riding that high, and you know he played pretty good. Yeah, and top and, ten finish right. this but year. So it was it was cool. After like the first and second round, I'm like, dude, he's vibing, man. This is this could be cool, but uh, it was it was fun. So that, but again, Pierce and I were, you know, we were busy playing some some golf, and unfortunately, but uh,
2: oh, man. didn't watch too
0: much, but was able to watch the finish. But <clears throat> any thoughts from on like your perspective, Pierce?
2: on the on the tournament
0: yeah yeah the tournament of the course or yeah. yeah
2: I just um I just know like from watching past years I didn't watch too much this this weekend but I got a little glimpse at your place uh, I think we saw Justin Thomas hit that really good like uh it was a either a long iron or a three wood and it was right at the green and it was like sitting right there and then it hit that false edge that Sean was talking about yeah rolls all the way down like that's just tough yeah. that, that course is challenging so like Joaquin Neiman I, to shoot 19 under wasn't he 19 under through the through like the first two days or 16 under yes yeah, so I, yeah, I think he
0: shot even today right or pretty close. yeah so he
1: went 63 63 so 16 under after 36 and then he shot three under on saturday so it was 19 under through three rounds
0: that at is, one point yeah i think he was like 21 at one he point, got to and 21 bogey yeah. bogey but wow well, yeah. like that's amazing Yeah. And the fact that it's like an elevated status, which I I mean, that could mean a whole bunch of stuff. But I know they get extra FedEx cup points, all that stuff. But I think the biggest highlight is obviously the GOAT hosting and you know being able to to give you the trophy, I think is is really cool too. And just adds to like everyone, just really puts us up. Like Spee said it's I think he said it's his top in this top three favorite courses of all time, which which is obviously which is saying something. So it's yeah, it's a good really cool tournament and kind of a good last like kickoff and kind of, well, I guess ending uh, the the West coast and before they, they go to, you know, the East coast, go to Florida. And I, to be honest, personally kind of check out a little bit <laughs> when it comes to those, those tournaments just being, I guess, sort of from the West coast can kind of relate, but then they go to those tournaments out in Florida. I'm like, I don't really don't really know what that type of golf is like. So. And uh, it's a uh, kind of a
1: cool, Fact on Riviera too. It's slated to host the Olympics because the Summer Olympics in twenty twenty eight are going to be in Los Angeles, and so Riviera is actually going to be the golf course that they play the tournament at. So that should be that's going to be pretty steep. fun. Yeah, wow. I think it'll be a little different than some of the. I don't know where they're playing in Paris, but I know in out of some of these Olympic venues, it just feels. I guess this, the last summer Olympics was a little different because it was very limited crowds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking back to like the Brazil Olympics when golf came back yeah, and they built a course for it. It just felt, I don't know. It just felt a little like, watered down maybe or something. But yeah, I think it would be cool to, to come to an established course like Riviera, yeah. and heavy Olympics, and hopefully have a, a full crowd. I think that should make for a pretty exciting atmosphere. Agreed,
2: okay. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be sick. So, uh yeah, I think I think my boy Adam Scott, I think he pulled through and, and got yeah, nice, <laughs> nice got pick. He was your wild,
1: your wild card pick, and he's got obviously likes that place as well. Because I think uh I think I heard this right. But that was the last time he won was at Riviera. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it was, when it yeah, was. 20 yeah 2020, and he also won it okay. in, in like way back in like 05. But it wasn't. They had to cancel it. It didn't go the full.
2: 72 i think it was just
0: like 36 holes so it wasn't i don't even know if they count it as an official win maybe they Mm -hmm. do i'm not really sure but i do know he had that experience and then yeah in 2020 he was able to 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 win um and this this week yeah played played well even with that disgusting thing he was putting with i mean i don't i don't want to call it a putter those (laughs) those lab putters man just he's always
1: cycling through various broomstick looking like putters
2: I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you can putt with something like that. I know. And it just, and I don't know. I know the whole
0: anchoring thing is banned, but it's highly suspect, man. He gets it up there. It's like, I don't know, man. He might be pretty close to maybe anchoring. I think maybe not. I don't know. But it just is like, it's just a little weird. And just that thing is just so ugly. And like that, that prototype is just, and th- like I said, like, I think it was there. It's lab's approach at making a more conventional looking putter, which is jarring because that's <laughs> anything but conventional, but I guess judging from their, their first one, maybe it's better. I don't know. It's, it's bad. I'd rather, I'd rather three putt with a Scotty. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Talking about brand loyalty. I'll three putt all day. Give me Scotty. <laughs> It's someone that's
1: now had a Scotty for 11 years and three putted pretty much every green since then. Like,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you.
2: (laughs) You guys are amazing putters. Oh man.
0: No, it's, that's your forte, Pierce. But uh, yeah. Anything else on, on the course or about the tournament? Like, yeah, just uh, one
1: one uh, other little subtle thing. I I like how water doesn't really come into play on any holes. I I like that. I don't know why I'm not, not a huge water on the golf course kind of guy. I think it can have its its moments, especially think of something like the Island green as Sawgrass. That's a pretty cool thing. But for the most part, I, I think sometimes it almost looks a little forced on golf courses, but (laughs) it's kind of nice to see a lot of kind of natural hazards or whatnot. And using a lot of the bunkering they do in the fairways, I think is, is pretty sick. it just looks cool especially all the drone shots you get of the course i think it's just a cool looking course. it looks like a something that'd be really fun to play
0: yeah and the fact that it can yeah it doesn't have to have all this manufactured water on it and can still stand the test of time like still in 2022 with how far the dudes hit the ball it still makes for for a really good tournament which says a lot so yeah i agree and like you said, speaking of a lot of water on the golf course, going to to Florida. So this upcoming week is, is the Honda. Uh, and there is it PGA national. Is that, that's the the course they play right with the the famous bear trap 15, 16, 17, obviously super tough stretch. And yeah, I would need a full case of, of, or a bag of balls (laughs) to make it through that stretch with how windy and how tough that is. So, um, yeah anyway let's uh let's make some picks for that and um talk about it real quick so i guess i'll go first because i was lucky enough with adam scott so uh my first pick is is just a a, seems like such a just a solid classic pick of sung J M. the guy just plays like seemingly every week and is always always right there so that's my my first round my first round draft pick there
2: pierce um, I'm going to go with Ryan Palmer. I feel like this is the type of tournament that guy could win. I don't know. He's he's pretty solid, so I I, I can see it happening. I'm going to go with Palmer. I like it.
1: All right, my first pick, go with Matthew Wolf. I know he kind of had a, a lull toward the end of last season, but he seems to be back and, and playing a little better, so roll with him.
0: I like it. I like it. I'll go with J.T. Poston. Guys, crazy good putter. And seems like you know he's he's I think he's felt like he's a Georgia boy, but you know, kind of similar. similar it's layout. all the same. Georgia, so, yeah, it's Florida. Just, Southeast, it's one giant. Yeah.
2: Just, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we'll go with we'll go with him. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Tommy Fleetwood. Love the hair. He's a stud, and you can Whoa. hit the ball mile. <laughs>
1: shout out, shout out Fairway Jesus. Probably the coolest nickname on tour. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Second pick for me. Gotta go with my boy Harry Higgs. I, if I I have to shout him out at least once every pot, so this time I'll, I'll pick him.
0: Take your shirt off, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Take
1: that shirt he, off. Had a, he had a pretty cool moment this tournament. He was five over going into his back nine of round two, and he made two eagles and a birdie to make the cut right on the number. So that was that was pretty fun to see. So
0: good vibes going in the next. Hopefully, week. hopefully
1: he's carrying some momentum.
0: A good juju. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Keith Mitchell. Hate the pants. He's got to do, his tailor's got to do something with those pants. They are so bad. Uh, but I think he's won this tournament and same thing. He's there with JT Post and kind of in the Southeast corridor. So uh,
2: I'll, I'll go with him. Nice. I'm going to go with uh Brooksy, AKA Brooks Kepka, not Bryson. Um, I, I, you know, Brooks is always a solid pick. He's always he can always win a tournament. He's a guy you can always always root on and and count on. He's pretty solid.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, I'll I'll roll with Johnny Vegas. Seems to be someone that randomly competes in a few tournaments every year. So maybe fingers crossed they get lucky with with the pick this this week.
0: I like that guy. Shout out to him. He, he signed my, uh, i had like a little seat cushion. When I like first started playing golf, it was like the web.com tour. It was at Willow Creek. And I went and he was, he had like a, an interview and I was like, I was like this, this guy looks like a buff tiger. Like, I don't know who he is, but will you sign this and, and he did, And it turns out he's big, big Johnny Vegas. So he's, he's tight. Um, my last pick, I'm going to go, <laughs> this is sleeper pick, a dark horse. The rat, Kira Deck, Barn Rat, my boy, just gonna be taking rips from from the jewel Pod. <laughs> is, uh got got to shout him out. I can just only hope to to see some just clouds of some nice candy. I hope he. Vape. I hope
1: he's getting sponsor money from that too, because he's he's putting them on the map.
2: Hundred percent. It's amazing. He's a rat. star I love watching him. Um, I'm gonna go with Daniel Berger. He's a uh, He's another good one, too, who could who can go low. So, I think he, he has a good chance.
1: All right, for my last pick, I know it's not 2016 anymore, but I'm going to go with Ricky F- Ricky Fowler. Richard uh, Flowers? Richard Flowers. I
2: Longer than you've been alive. Well, you've been caddying
0: here. Longer than you've been alive.
1: <laughs> oh, I couldn't get through it. Yeah, I'm going to go Ricky Fowler, mostly on the basis of I didn't, I watch a lot of golf and I did not recognize a lot of names on the participant list this coming week. So he was one I did. He's trying to get back on track. So who knows? Who knows?
0: I like it. We'll, we'll see. It is, it is kind of hard. Like, yeah, this last week, pretty safe throwing, throwing some picks out there. Someone's going to top five. Someone's going to top 10 with all the, the strength of field, but this is definitely more of low key people taking some, some time off to move move east for that for that swing so anyway and hope it's good you always, hope you always it's know it's out. going to
1: be tough too because the fields the last couple of weeks have been pretty strong and then you've got a couple really big tournaments coming up so there's always going to be a down week in there yeah. somewhere and it's looking like this is going to be the week so. for
0: sure and especially like you yeah, have this week and then one more and then the players so like in addition all that stuff like i think it's definitely time to kind of get them prepped up and and, you know, it's hard to have a golf podcast and not, you know, the, the dang Saudis, man, they just, it just keeps coming back and it just won't go away. And it's just, I mean, just to see what came out this week with Phil Mickelson and just the incredible quilt that came from, from that, uh, the excerpt of that book which is wow. Like no words, just utter disbelief. And like, okay, you know, all this, you're saying all this, you're calling them scary MFs to get involved with. And what a transition to say, you know, and, and I still want to do this because it gives us, you know, a chance to chance of a lifetime to impact the way the PGA tours ran. Like, wow, what a transition there guy on, them executing people for being gay knowingly executing these sin reporters and then wow but hey what an opportunity of a lifetime like that again it's just hard like i don't even want to talk about it but it's like hard to just ignore like that this is still going on and you know he's certain that it's you know like he doesn't really want it to to flourish or to prosper but it's like dude like what what is this so i don't know i it's it it's hard to ignore and then bryson today comes out with you know he pledges his uh his allegiance to the pga tour which just you know if that guy can make one one okay you know decision we, we applaud him like i want to like I was, him I, I really do but i just he makes it really hard that's
1: how crazy phil's comments were because it took because i don't I mean, I don't know for sure, but it seemed like there were pretty strong rumblings that Dustin Johnson and Bryson were right. pretty on board on with this new it. thing. Yeah, And so Phil's comments were so out there that it, it took the two biggest names that were potentially going to join this new league. It got them out of the league. So Phil Mickelson may have just burned that bridge as well. So really that's, I mean, that's my favorite thing of this whole thing. I just, I just want to watch Phil's legacy just continue to crash and burn. And it's pure entertainment at this point. Yeah.
0: Just, with all this
1: just, he can thumbs up into the sunset for all I care, honestly, at this point.
2: Wow. <laughs> Pound We're,
1: well, I'll give you a different salute, yeah. Phil. Just, yeah. just go away.
0: It's just, it's hard because like, I can't help, but like, I liked Phil Mickelson. Like I, I, Came into like I don't know. He just seemed like because I missed the whole prime Tiger. Like I just that was not part of my golf experience. Like I came in, you know, like the only thing I really saw him win was that 2008 U.S. Open. I was like, right as I was kind of getting into golf, which was cool, but like, it's like I don't get this big buzz about this guy. And you know, like I was wanting to cheer for the the hefty lefty. You know, like I was thinking this guy was just so cool It just seemed like you know like he'll buy hot dogs and beers for everyone that was following him like little stuff like that you just hear what the PJ tour wants you to hear about you know their their big star so it's hard not to like the guy and it's just crazy to see like kind of some real real side of him and it's it's unfortunate and a little distasteful but you know it is it is what it is so
1: I think I think Phil's in deep with some loan sharks.
0: Yeah. It has to, to fuel be. his like,
1: gambling habits. Yeah,
0: like Pat Perez, he made like a comment about like he know like he didn't really get Phil's comments, didn't really agree with it, was like, dude, the guy's made so much money from the PGA tour. But he's got a, I think he said he has a lot of stress in his life right now. And you know, we know about his, you know, his gambling and some other stuff. So it it he must really just need it that bad, which is shocking but it is what it is so
1: did you was that the same thing did you see pat i think it was pat perez where he said something like honestly if these if some guys want to jump to this new league there's a long line of dudes that can fill their place it right, and I, and I thought that was pretty cool um because it's probably true there's oh. there's so many good golfers out there and it's just so many of them can't ever really get that that opportunity to shine because it is it's pretty hard to break into the tour oh yeah um and to stick a card to, yeah, yeah just to get the status yeah um but i think there's a lot there's a lot of guys that could play on the tour that don't necessarily get an opportunity on a
0: regular basis for sure and you know who could be the next you know so i think it's all just about a comfort thing like all these guys are all so good and like the difference between a good like corn Ferry tour guy and the pga tour like look what scotty Scheffler did like becoming like the player of the year in the corn Ferry tour and then naturally just such a natural transition to the pga tour i think that is just becoming you know having some comfort and playing with these guys and like you see that stuff from like max and how brooks kind of approached it so it's like who is the next brooks who's the next you know max home of these guys that are don't have that opportunity so it's like yeah dude if you know phil if if you want to leave ian Poulter, you want to leave lee westwood you want to leave you know jason kokrak like dude i could care less to watch you play golf so (laughs) nope let's get some younger dudes in here and get to know them and and make some more you know cool stories and get more guys like that on tour than these has-beens that you know are way past their prime so yeah it's like good riddance dude good luck Piece. Like that's fine. So yeah, I I loved it and don't love a ton of stuff about Pat Perez, but I do love that. So shout out to Pat. You know.
2: Well, Pat Perez.
0: Anyway. But uh yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Uh, you know, like I said, we could definitely go into more on that. I know Shawnee's he's just at the edge of his seat, he's got more thoughts, but uh, I think we've we've covered a good amount tonight and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up. But um and, and next week should be should be cool. We have a, a cool guest plan, someone that uh that we know pretty well, Sean and I, and has some some special insight is being uh you know working in the airline industry and and has some really cool experiences with golf. So uh it's gonna be uh, looking forward to that. It's gonna be cool. Um, but anything else, boys, or any shout-outs that we want to give before we we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I'd like to shout out Tiger Woods. I thought he looked pretty good on the broadcast kind of stark in contrast to what he looked like last year and we know what happened literally next day or two after not even a full day yeah yeah so uh I thought he looked good he seemed like he was in pretty good spirits I got freaking sick of Nance trying to ask when he was going to come back and play in the tour like Nance we just we don't care there's so many other things you could ask him right now (laughs) he's gonna come back when he wants to come back i'm not worried about that at all like he can still swing a club and it sounds like he's really just taking things day by day playing when he can and just enjoying it it was just good to see him happy and as someone that honestly i i would be fine if he never teed it up in another tour event i just i'd like to see him in situations like this more where he seems happy and he's got so much insight anytime He's on with right. like Ian Baker Finch and all these like old time tour guys that Tigers played with before. Yeah, And Tiger's recollection of rounds of golf. He played with these guys like 25 or 30 years ago. It's incredible. And I could just sit and listen to Tiger on the broad. Like there's so much more that Tiger could offer a broadcast and Nance asking stupid questions. Yeah. And just, uh, I w- it was cool to see. I- I'm happy that he looked
0: good. Yeah, um, All yeah. things considered, right? Like, yeah, for Golf sure. Golf is so seeing empty it up another tour event, just like let's be honest, like just struggling to maybe make the cut. It's just like, hey we don't really, yeah, like what does that really do for us? Like, yeah, we will get more people there, but yeah, exactly. The in the the rich insight that that dude has is like nobody else. So I yeah, totally agree. Good shout out. Love it. Yeah,
2: Pierce. wild well, yeah. I was just gonna touch on what Sean said a little bit about Tiger Woods. Um, obviously, I, that like that guy's like someone I've I, I love to watch play golf and I, that's the reason why I got into it a lot of it but Phil Mickelson won the, the PGA championship this last year and I just think deep down you know that probably pissed Tiger off a little bit so when he comes <laughs> back I, we could maybe see him have another good run at the Masters I, I would not doubt it it would be amazing so I don't know man it'd be sweet <laughs> never know you never know with that guy like
1: Hope my hope is St. Andrews is the return. Flatish short course. Yeah. Maybe that's the return. That would be pretty special.
2: Very good point.
0: Yeah. Never uh never say never with that guy. I I learned that because dude, I was like I said, I come from just such a you know, that post tiger era. And so I was I remember talking to you, Pierce. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, he he'll be lucky if he ever wins a PGA event. He'll never win a major again. And yeah, we all know. How that went so anyway that's uh anything else boys or should we wrap it up
1: say so, yeah, want one i just feel like we keep going longer and longer each episode it's
0: wild it's a lot awesome. easier than than people think and again if you're still listening thank you <laughs> we love you and uh we got we, we got some exciting things in the works that we're we're excited about to, to come out soon but uh anyway uh well again appreciate it boys it's always, always good. Always a pleasure. Kind of get this little, little, uh, podcast high when I, when I end this. So, uh, Hey, this is,
1: this is the closest I'm getting to playing golf right now. So this is perfect.
0: Pretty good alternative,
2: man. Oh man. We all need to get out and play soon. We'll do it. All right, boys. Peace. Peace.